Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Aging Younger Radio, the podcast that's all about disease prevention using natural health alternatives. If you're searching for natural solutions to staying fit and healthy, you've tuned into the right place. Your hosts are David and Stephanie Tippy, two naturopaths with the advice and recommendations you need to steer clear of the modern medical mess created by Big Pharma. Today, more than ever, health is wealth. And on Aging Younger Radio, you'll get the tools and info you need to be the wealthiest person in town. So if having younger skin, a healthier heart, a stronger immune system, and more are what you desire, stick around. And now give a warm welcome to David and Stephanie. Welcome to Aging Younger Radio and Happy New Year. This is Stephanie Tippy. David and I are glad to bring in the new year 2019 with all of our loyal listeners here on Aging Younger Radio. We are broadcasting live from our clinic in Lauderdale, Florida, and we can be reached at 954-742-4430, and you can also find us online at agingyounger.net. Yes, welcome to the Aging Younger Show. I'm David Tiffey, and we always provide as much researched information as possible to our listeners, and we hope that today you will appreciate the same effort that we're trying to put into releasing information to help each of us make our own choices. Now, during the first half of the 1950s, uh, Dr. Uh, Jonas Salk developed the first injectable vaccine against polio containing inactivated or so-called killed or uh, uh, polio virus as a, as a dead rather than live virus vaccine Dr. Salk's IPV supposedly carried no risk of giving recipients vaccine-associated polio parasitis. Now, except that <clears throat> the polio virus that Dr. Salk killed with the uh, formalin or the uh, formaldehyde were not always killed. They sometimes only appeared to be killed, and this produced more people to have polio by taking the vaccine. My being an argumentative sort of person, every once in a while, I find myself getting into a spot with the witty debate. Now, it usually happens on social media, but occasionally I find myself getting into arguments in other places in real life. Sometimes these arguments can be over the subject of something like vaccines. Because while vaccines have been accepted by public health organizations the world over as the most important medical innovation of the 20th century and one of the most life-saving interventions that we have ever come up with, there is a small minority of us who are convinced that vaccines are bad for their children's health and for their own health. And we are two of those people. Now, we are not here to criticize parents because it's very important that we note that most parents want only the very best for their children. They are trying to look out for their kids, and occasionally in this pursuit, they can very easily be misled. 
And make no mistake, the people who sell vaccines, we fear, are professionals in the art of deception. They know exactly how to convince a worried parent that the most dangerous thing in the world for their child is the measles or some other virus rather than say the vaccine can be dangerous. It is not the parents who are spreading vaccine denial. They are the victims of professionals. If you are a parent who is worried about vaccination, don't stress. You are a good parent. You have just been lied to and you must pursue more in-depth reviews. We ourselves have our doubts about the safety and even the effectiveness of vaccines. We admit that we have suspicions about the integrity of the pharmaceutical industry. We admit that we are doubtful that most doctors understand the risks. We admit to being concerned when children were young whether the, de the decision to avoid vaccines was putting those children at greater risk. So we know that this is a very, very controversial topic, and we know the challenges of going against conventional wisdom. Our goal is to provide some of the current thinking of those who are opposed to vaccines. This is a highly charged and controversial topic. We are bombarded with the false message that this is settled science from the pharmaceutical industry. We do not get counterbalanced views. This is such an important and personal decision that parents should explore the opposing view. It is difficult for parents to go against the tide, especially if they don't have a good understanding of all of the issues we're not attempting to provide you with the answers to whether you should or you should not provide vaccines for your children, for we will never be accused of prescribing or getting between you and your doctor. We gathered and studied our advisors. We read the available literature. We saw what happened with the swine flu vaccine, which harmed many people at that time. We trusted our gut and had faith in our decision. It is your journey and your responsibility to decide the path for you and your family. To do that well, you must be informed about the important decisions which come your way. Whether or not to vaccinate is one of the most important decisions you will make. If you proceed with the vaccinations, then your only concern is the safety and effectiveness of the vaccines. That puts you on, on one path. If you choose to forego vaccines, then you are on a much different journey. You will face criticism from a great many of uh, other people out there. You will face obstacles with doctors and schools and other institutions. You may even face your very own self-doubt. You may face legal obstacles if vaccinations should become mandatory in certain areas, and they have. 
there are stories of parents who choose to go to jail rather than to have their child vaccinated. There was a Michigan mother. She herself was sent to jail for disobeying a judge's order on her son's vaccination. As the vaccine debate heats up, there may be more cases just like this one. In in his book, uh, Vaccination is Not Immunization, Dr. Tim O'Shea discusses the science and comes away with a particular point of view regarding the risks versus the benefits of childhood vaccines, which could be a good book for you to get and try to do your own research. But there are many others who bring the dark into the light, such as Dr. Mercola. In one of his reviews, he writes that increasingly, Parents are left feeling belittled or threatened by their children's physicians should they so much as question the United States Center for Disease Control, the CDC, um, uh, regarding vaccination schedule. There are stories from across the United States of people who have been dismissed from medical practices or yelled at by their physicians over questions regarding vaccination or personal decisions of whether or not to vaccinate. It is a doctor's job to inform his or her patients so that they are able to make an educated decision about their medical care. It is not a doctor's job to make that decision for the patient. Now, physicians and pharmaceutical companies that people are expected to blindly trust when it comes to vaccinations are the same ones who are implicated in creating a deadly opioid epidemic and who, via medical errors, are a leading cause of death in the United States. A visit to your doctor's office should leave you feeling informed and supported with open and truthful conversations about your health and treatment plans. Many, however, do not get such courtesies, especially where vaccinations are concerned. Open conversations about vaccines are the exception rather than the rule at many United States doctors' offices. Increasingly, patients and parents are left feeling belittled and threatened by their children's doctors. Should they so much as question the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, vaccination scheduling, many are even going so far as to kick parents out of their practice leaving them without a source for medical care. As Barbara Lowe Fisher, founder of the National Vaccine Information Center, abbreviated the NVIC, states, the, the uh, sacred trust between mothers and pediatrician fostered by mutual respect and shared decision-making has been broken. Sadly, the 
admiration and trust that mothers used to have for family pediatricians is melting away and be, being replaced by fear. Doctors are, are not our masters. We pay them well to do a job, not to exploit and terrify us. Discrimination, uh, coercion, and force have no place in modern medicine or in public health policy. As Barbara Fisher, founder of the National Vaccine Association Center, continues to state, parents should be able to trust their doctor's advice, but when this comes in the form of a commandment, that trust is broken. These days, that CDC vaccine schedule is no longer being viewed simply as a recommendation. It is being treated as a commandment. And Ms. Fisher maintains a cry for vaccine freedom wall where anyone can post stories of vaccine harassment and it is heavily populated pages. As we have stated, there are stories from across the United States of people who have been dismissed from medical practices or yelled at by their physicians over questions regarding vaccination or personal decisions of whether or not to vaccinate. This is true even in the cases of prior adverse reactions to vaccinations. Pediatricians' offices have become ugly battlegrounds, and it's such a shame. Intelligent, well-informed, and loving parents asking legitimate questions about vaccination are being belittled and treated with disrespect and contempt by too many pediatricians who are robotically implementing the CDC's inflexible vaccine schedule in clear violation of the informed consent principle. Uh, and, and this was a, a direct quote from Fisher. The fact is, it is a doctor's job to inform his or her patients so that they are able to make an educated decision about their medical care. It is not the doctor's job to make that decision for the patient. Further questions regarding vaccine safety and efficacy are relevant now more than ever as children are exposed to get more vaccines than ever before. 16, 69 doses of 16 vaccines. There is a serious lack of credible studies comparing vaccinated and unvaccinated populations in order to reveal vaccine safety or the lack thereof. Yet, at least one study has found the vaccination schedule may, but premature, may put premature babies at an increased risk of neurodevelopmental disorders. And in a pilot study comparing the health of vaccinated versus unvaccinated children, well, those who were vaccinated were more likely to have been diagnosed with uh, chronic illness uh, as, as well as other health conditions such as uh, otitis media, pneumonia, 
allergies and eczema. In 2013, a physician committee of the Institute of Medicine, the National Academy of Sciences, even pointed out the, the current federally recommended childhood vaccine schedule for infants and children from birth to age 16 had not, and I repeat, had not been adequate, adequately studied for safety. For age six instead of 16, uh, but that study was not adequately studied. So there are the types of facts parents need in order to make an informed decision about vaccination, but they are not likely to hear them from a conventional pediatrician. In fact, they may be threatened or even inquiring, as Ms. Fisher explains. These days, a well baby checkup can be a frightening and gut-wrenching experience for a new mom bringing her baby to the pediatrician's office. That is because with the approval of the American Academy for Pediatrics, many pediatricians have taken the hardline position that they do not have to discuss vaccination with parents, or if they do, they can threaten them with dismissal from their practice for not obeying a direct order. In the vaccination deb debate, what happens all too often is not an open scientifically based discussion, but rather inappropriate name calling and threats. A scathing article in the Los Angeles Times added a further fuel to the fire when it labeled unvaccinated people as cockroaches. In praising California's Senate Bill 277, which requires children to be fully vaccinated to attend any public school and eliminated the state's personal belief exemption, the article said a lot of cockroaches have met their demise. It then continued with name-calling, stating Parents suspicious about the safety of vaccinations have been fed by conspiracy theories and medical crackpots. It then touted the widely spread myth that medical exemptions to vaccines are threatening herd immunity. Naturally acquired herd immunity comes into play when a very high percentage of individuals in a population have gone through a natural immune response to a viral or bacterial disease. Vaccine-acquired herd immunity is a misnomer because most vaccines provide an artificial immunity that leans heavily on stimulating an antibody response, uh, the uh, humoral immunity, which is incomplete and more temporary than the longer-lasting cell-mediated plus humoral immunity is acquired after recovery from an infection. Now, we're talking about uh, we, this 
information is coming from an article uh, of Dr. Peter Holtz, who is the Dean of the National School of Tropical Medicine at the Baylor College of uh, Medicine, who has gone so far as to bully parents of vaccine-injured children and classify uh, the, next, uh, the National Vaccine Information Center as a hate group. He has also said that the movement calling for increased scientific study into vaccine efficacy and risks and calling for protection of informed consent should be, and I quote, snuffled out, closing that quote, uh, as in crushed and or killed. Holtz is a vaccine developer. What do you think he's going to say? He is the former president of the Sabin Vaccine Institute and director of the Texas Children's Hospital's Center for Vaccine Development. Of course, he's going to want it snuffled out. He also recently published a study putting targets on the United States counties that have the highest numbers of kindergartners with non-medical vaccine exemptions and then, in the conversation, falsely blamed anti-vaccine websites and social media for measles outbreaks in Minnesota, New York, and Missouri, and almost 200 uh, influenza deaths of unvaccinated children. Unfortunately, doctors like Hotitz, uh, instead of opening up to the playing field, for legitimate questions into vaccine study and efficiency, would rather engage in name-calling groups like the NVIC uh, and the other vaccine choice organizations are exporting. He calls them anti-vax garbage to communities around the world, he says, and have parents who have who disagree with him, he wants them to be snuffed out. We must not forget that physicians and pharmaceutical companies, that people are expected to blindly trust when it comes to vaccinations, are the same ones who are implicated in creating a deadly opioid epidemic, which we are faced with today. And we certainly want to make all of our listeners no, and hopefully those who can make an engagement with us. We have every second Thursday of every month, we have the Heart-Centered Society meeting. And Stephanie is going to review the actual place that we have been invited to, to have our meeting. And then in February, what is coming up? Well, I'm glad we're able to get off a heavy subject of the vaccination versus the anti-vaccination. It is a heavy subject, and it is a sad state of affairs that we're living in. So what David just did by the segue into Heart-Centered Society, it's a beautiful group that we have created. It's a spinoff of Aging Younger, and it is a networking event that we do have every second Thursday of the month. And it is bringing together a spiritually minded, higher level consciousness and health conscious individuals together to break bread 
to uh, share with one another and to do business within a community of people of like minds. So every month we used to have the meetings here in our office, but you know, we one of our taglines is "What good is your wealth without without your health?" And for years, it has been in the back of my mind, and I kept putting it out to the universe that we, aging younger, were going to partner in some way with a financial institution. Well, the universe it conspired in a very favorably way. Last uh, December, we had a chance meeting with the vice president of the plantation branch for Charles Schwab. And this is a shout-out to Mr. Ernsey DuMarnay. And Ernsey really resonated with our message at Aging Younger and at Heart-Centered Society. And he has offered to sponsor our meetings at his plantation office. So our meeting will be next Thursday at the Charles Schwab office in Plantation at 1179 South University Drive, Plantation, Florida. Now, it used to be a potluck, and because Charles Schwab is sponsoring, we will be catering food. And being the health-conscious people we are, we went to our local Persian restaurant, and all the food that will be brought in is very green, very uh, non-GMO, very healthy. So I encourage you, if you are in the South Florida area, to... Give me a call at 954-742-4430 if this type of meeting resonates with you. If you want to meet with other individuals who are like-minded, who will bring to you what they have to offer in the healing arts uh, discipline outside of allopathic medicine, because that's what we are all about. And God willing, this is going to be an ongoing thing where our meetings will be held every month at the Charles Schwab office. Now, jumping forward, the Wellness Gala, so, so excited, February 3rd, uh, 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 next month, my God, it's right around the corner, we are the sponsors of the Wellness Gala. The Wellness Gala originated out of um, New Jersey by a woman. The visionary and CEO behind the company is Debbie Peterson. As a matter of fact, she will be on the show with me. I will be introducing her and the Wellness Gala next Wednesday at 7 p.m. here on Blog Talk Radio. Just to give a quick uh, review how the, the Wellness Gala came about, her son had Tourette Syndrome, and she was beside herself, and this is many years ago now, and she was taking him here, there, and everywhere, but not one medical physician, nobody in the medical community was able to assist in his healing. She stumbled upon a chiropractor, and through whatever uh, course of treatment that this chiropractor did, the, the, her son's Tourette's uh, was eventually healed. He was able to heal his own body. Remember, the body has the innate ability to heal itself. It's your role to nurture it properly. So she came with the vision that people need to be informed. The John, uh, the, the, the John Q. public, not everybody knows of what is out there in in regards to natural alternatives to the medical pharmaceutical sickness industry. Hence, the Wellness Gala. 
So we will have an array of practitioners and vendors offering solutions to to whatever might be ailing your body. And then we have a very special keynote speaker, Mas Sajadi. Mas is internationally acclaimed. He has been gifted with the facilitation of healing after his two near-death experiences. So I encourage you to listen to our show next week. I encourage you to go online, agingyounger.net, under the events page, and you can find out about the Wellness Gala. First, go to the Facebook page and just type in the Wellness Gala, and it will populate, and you can even purchase your tickets online. It's going to be a wonderful event, and David and I are very honored that Aging Younger is the proud sponsor of this event. And I guess our time has run out, so I am going to say thank you very much to all of our loyal listeners. It's because of you we are premium hosts. Talk Radio, and I want to wish you all a very, very healthy uh, and happy new year, and make it a healthy, aging, younger new year, okay? We will be, I will be back on the air with Debbie Peterson and a few of the practitioners, so you can get a feel of what's coming up on February 3rd, so please mark your calendars. Until then, I want to say God bless you all, and have a healthy, aging, younger week. David and Stephanie truly hope you enjoyed today's podcast and learned a lot of excellent information about how to stay healthy naturally. Like the old adage says, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And with the information you've learned today, you can put prevention to work for you right now. By the way, if you want one-on-one help and advice from Stephanie and David, you can call them at 954-742-4430 or visit their website at www.agingyounger.net today. Thanks for joining us on Aging Younger Radio. Here's to your health, naturally.